Hello, listeners. It's Alia here from the You Don't Know Beans podcast. With Passover going on this week, I thought it would be appropriate to take a break from our usual coffee reviewing and invoke the name of Joseph Jacobs. Why? Well, it's basically because of Mr. Jacobs that Jews everywhere will be able to enjoy a nice cup of coffee during this eight-day festival. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the story of how Joseph Jacobs saved Passover. Was that dramatic? Well, imagine going a whole week without your favorite brew. To the Jewish people, the observance of Passover is the quintessential celebration of freedom. And to Jews at the turn of the century, the gateway to such freedom lay at the feet of Lady Liberty in New York Harbor. While many Jews emigrated to escape pogroms and oppression in Eastern Europe, they were met in the United States by a slightly different form of Jewry that would have been alien to many. You see, these newly minted Americans observed Judaism in the Ashkenazi tradition, whereas most of the influential Jews who helped forge this country's conception were of the Sephardic tradition, a method of observance stemming from Spain and widely followed in the Netherlands, parts of North Africa, South America, and the Caribbean. But to be clear, it's not like there were no appropriate places of worship for newcomers. It's just that, along with their newfound social freedoms, they faced some unprecedented choices of what it meant to observe their own faith. Of course, one of the main differences between Ashkenazi and Sephardic Jews is how each tradition observes Passover. While both groups hold that chametz, or a food containing any of the five forbidden grains for Passover, was off-limits, one of the main points of contention was the consumption of kidney oat, which is much more of a gray area, but includes beans, among other things. Fast forward to 1923. The Maxwell House Coffee Company is faced with the dilemma that, despite the growing number of immigrants emerging in the United States, sales of their coffee didn't really seem to reflect that. They also kind of dipped disproportionately around Passover. So what's an enterprising company to do? The Ashkenazi Jews appear to be divided as to whether or not coffee was kosher for Passover. I mean, we do call it a bean after all, and beans, according to tradition, were simply not allowed. Enter Joseph Jacobs. Jacobs ran an advertising agency in New York City at the time and took this problem head on. How do we get more Jews to buy coffee? Well, make it kosher for Passover. This wasn't necessarily a bold claim. In fact, there were some Orthodox rabbis at the time who were in agreement with this opinion. Even though coffee looked like a bean, it was very much the pit of a coffee cherry from a coffee tree. And there wasn't anything wrong with that. It was at this point that Jacobs made his first bold move. He took out a full-page advertisement in the most prominent Yiddish newspaper at the time, The Forward. Written in both Yiddish and English, the ad read, It is a mitzvah to tell you that Maxwell House coffee is kosher for Passover. The crowds, as they say, went wild. In fact, this was arguably one of the most successful ad campaigns in history. This led Jacobs to his second bold move several years later, which was to pitch to Maxwell House, a very not-Jewish company, that they should publish a Passover Haggadah. A Haggadah is a sort of prayer and instruction book that details how to conduct and participate in the prayers and rituals of the Passover Seder, 
and Jacobs proposed that a copy of this book be distributed with every Maxwell House purchase. Again, Jacobs' pitch was met with tremendous success. The new Maxwell House Haggadah appealed to many new American Jews because it provided English translations, Hebrew transliterations, and easy-to-follow instructions on how to conduct the rituals of the Seder. For those families who escaped their homelands with only their lives and the clothes on their backs, the opportunity to conduct a Passover Seder in their own homes, despite their sometimes limited religious education, was met with great enthusiasm. And the enthusiasm continued. For many, this Haggadah has become somewhat of a family tradition. As a result, the Maxwell House Haggadah is the most widely used Haggadah in the world, with the Joseph Jacobs Advertising Agency reporting an estimated 60 million copies in print. They've released new editions of the Haggadah every year since their first in 1932, with a brief pause during World War II, when paper was in short supply. If you take a visit to their website, you can even order a copy for yourself. Of course, it's not imperative that one drinks Maxwell House coffee during Passover to hold with tradition. In fact, I'd recommend you try out the latest coffee we reviewed on You Don't Know Beans, Roseline Coffee's Neptune Blend. In any case, this is a good story. And let's face it, if you're a coffee drinker, there aren't many festive holidays that aren't made better with a good cup of coffee. So, whether you say Modim Simcha or Hag Sabayach, we at You Don't Know Beans wish all of our observing listeners a safe and joyous Passover. Join us next time as we get back to our usual format and review some more, hopefully, great coffee. Until then, from all of us here, thanks a latte. Mm-hmm.